This is Retirement Revealed, where Jeremy Kyle and his guests guide you towards making smarter retirement, investment, and tax planning decisions. Should you move to a different state just to lower your retirement taxes? Welcome to Retirement Revealed. I'm your host, Jeremy Kyle, and we're here to turn your retirement savings into retirement income. Today, we're talking about whether you should move to a different state just to lower your retirement taxes. We've got our producer, Patrice Sikora, on the line here too. And you just share with me, somebody told you to do just that. Actually, they did. Uh, it was my financial advisor years and years ago. He suggested when you start thinking about retirement, you might want to think of moving out of New Jersey. And I looked at him and said, I'll think about it, Mike, but don't hold your breath. Yeah. I'm and that's, uh, that's a, it's funny that you mentioned that one because I was looking through at some examples. We're going to just talk through kind of more of a free-flowing conversation based on a few articles I've read lately, because that's a big topic. People are asking Absolutely. us, should I move to a different state to lower retirement taxes? And they have this feeling as if it's going to be a, a huge win, a huge windfall. Uh, and it seems to me a lot of times it's more of a headache. It's more of a... Um, it's a for, disappointment. For not, for not as much of a of a difference overall. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are disappointed. Unless, and you'd mentioned too, Florida. I've had friends who moved to Florida. They stayed, but are they happy? I don't know. And other friends who moved to Delaware and came back again. It's not all it may be cracked up to be. Yeah. So let's talk through here and we'll put resources and links to everything in there. The first article I was looking at is through Kiplinger and they just straight out say, don't move to another state just to reduce your taxes. Yeah, they've got some uh, ideas around there where taxes are a piece of your puzzle, but are they really a that big of a deal, state taxes? And they give a great example of somebody that lives in New York, kind of a, a standard, maybe this is a standard New York income, it's about 170,000 is their example. Uh, that's, that's maybe higher than the average American, but we'll go with that one because that's the example they gave. Uh, 170,000 of, of income. And when they came through it all, the actual taxes from the state of New York were only 2% of their overall income, hmm. right? That cost them maybe $3,500 of taxes. And you'd think New York state, that's a big tax deal. That's a big tax situation. It's kind of known for high taxes like California maybe, right, uh, as well. Connecticut. Uh, but here's only 2%. So I think the, the moral of the story is run it through your own financial advisor, your own financial situation to see if it actually does work out. Or are you just making decisions off of a hearsay or just maybe your assumptions? New York is a great example because it's not just New York State. You may live in New York City, and that's a whole nother ballgame. So where you live in the state may also impact the cost of living. Yeah, that's exactly. And that's what some, some points of a few other articles is you might just uh, say, hey, I can save a few thousand bucks on my income taxes, but now you're paying a few thousand dollars more a year in you know gas costs sure. or just other costs of living. And what's interesting with this New York example is it's similar to one that I see people in Wisconsin all the time where they'll say, okay, I want to get out of Wisconsin because I want to lower my taxes. And I hear places like Tennessee and Florida have no income tax. Well, Social Security in Wisconsin, and apparently in New York, right? That's what the article says. Social Security is tax-free in that state. A lot of people 
Mm -hmm. They have a lot of social security in their retirement budget. And so your, your thoughts of what your taxable income might be in retirement might be different. That's why we use uh, a system, a software called Holista Plan, where we can plug in your income taxes and play make-believe, right? My, my eight-year-old daughter likes to play make-believe. Let's play make-believe about your, your taxes. What, let's, let's pretend, what if you are retired and you're on social security? What if you move to a different state? Because we can plug in and make comparisons between different states. It's, it's worthwhile to make that actual comparison as opposed to just basing things off of uh, the radio or here, you know, basing things off of just one, you know, one article on there. Well, what states don't have an income tax, a personal income tax right now? Do you know? Well, I think I've got that uh, on this one article right in front of me. Let's see if I can find this. Now, this mm -hmm. article uh, is maybe two years old, but it says that it's Washington, Nevada, uh, Wyoming, Alaska, Texas, South Dakota, Tennessee, and Florida. But like they point out in the article, that's just state income taxes. Right. There might be sales taxes. Your property taxes might be higher than normal. So you really just have to almost go line by line and make some decisions on there. Um, that's a good point. The property taxes, especially, that's an excellent point. Because think of yeah, how- you got to live somewhere. Yeah. And how much are you investing in your property to begin with? And then the taxes on top of that, plus the moving- I don't know. Keep going. Keep going. It's a good article. Yeah, it, it all adds up. And here's an interesting one too, is just how your taxes on retirement income, just to go along the lines of social security. Here we are in Wisconsin, close to the Illinois border. And if you um, know anything about Wisconsin and Illinois, they, they kind of like to, to butt heads, especially when it comes to football. <laughs> but I think politically, they like to butt heads when it comes to you know what's going on in the government and state tax rates. Well, Illinois, they have a flat tax of just shy of 5% and their retirement income is state tax-free, right? You take money out of your 401k, you take money out of your IRA, take money out of your social security, your pensions, those are all tax-free. So you might be living in Illinois thinking they are taxing me to death. And when you hit retirement, a lot of your income might be, might be tax-free. So you you might be surprised at how low your actual state taxes are. Just an encouragement to do that make-believe. Let's go with the what if. Let's let's pretend because it's likely to happen. Let's look at how it's going to be when you are retired versus right now when you're not retired. Even how's it going to look when you're widowed uh, or if there's two of you in the couple. And so it's really interesting how it all plays out. I'm pulling up another article here, trying to find that one. But they, they talk about kind of the top 10 taxes and there's a lot of different uh, lists that are out there, the top 10 tax rates. This is from Kiplinger as well too. Now this one, you had to pay the the big bucks. Uh, I think you had to pay about 20 or 30 bucks to get the retirement planning issue for 2023. But hey, that seems worth it, right? You pay 20 or 30 bucks to, uh, to get yeah. some <laughs> good data for the rest of your life on what you're going to do with your retirement. But they, they went through and they included the state and local taxes. They included the property taxes. They included estates and inheritance taxes, and they included state and income oh. taxes. Uh, and so there's ones on there like Florida, which has no income tax. I don't see that in the top 10 of the friendliest states. They put it the most tax-friendly states that are on there. Uh, you know, state tax is something you do want to think about as well. Right. Yeah. If you're, yeah. If you're moving to a different state, it's because you have some level of income, yeah. some level of assets where you've got Kind of some extra choices. So you're right on those estate taxes are 
uh, big deal uh, on there. Well, then they go across and say some of the least tax-friendly. Uh, and it's interesting because I just talked here about Illinois, but that shows up as one of the least tax-friendly states, I think mainly because of their property tax. Uh, they've got a property tax that seems to be a little bit higher than than normal. Looks to me about uh, 50% higher than Kansas, uh, higher than uh, Nebraska, for sure, kind of similar Midwestern states. Where but is Wisconsin on that list? Uh, is it on the the good side or the bad side? Well, here's Wisconsin, number eight on the bad side. So I guess you can't blame people from Wisconsin wanting to change things around uh, a bit because <laughs> it, it happened to fall in to the bottom 10 as far as uh, the, the I guess, the worst, they call it the least tax-friendly states. Does uh, it but break it's just out a, why? Yeah, when they break it out, they say it's not so much the state income tax, not so much the sales tax, not so much the property tax. I think they've got kind of three in the middle, right? Uh, some of these places have zero in one area, but kind of higher in others. Okay, right. I think that uh, Wisconsin looking here, they, they fell enough kind of just above average in each area that kind of when you combine it all up, it comes to one of the, the least tax-friendly states that are out there. But again, this is you combine, right? If you're somebody that gets 100% of your retirement income, from Social Security, mm. Wisconsin's not going to do too much for you on the state income tax. If you're somebody that's renting your apartment and you just don't want to ever own your own home, really, what does your property tax matter in a way uh, if you live in Wisconsin or Illinois mm -hmm. or any of these places? But it seems interesting. A lot of people seem to make kind of a drastic choice. Like, I just want to move out of here. And it's like the the farther away you get, the, the less the tax people from your state can get you, I think, on there. And, and I'd encourage you to maybe just look at the easy moves up front. So uh, one easy move to me is if you live in New Jersey, look at Delaware, because you got New Jersey that's number one, least tax-friendly. And <laughs> Delaware, which is next door, is number one, most tax-friendly. And uh, you've got a personal thought on that. Maybe, maybe go ahead and share that, Patrice. My sister-in-law and her husband many years, well, I'd say about 12 years ago, bought a house in Delaware because friends had moved there and they figured they'd retire there. It was good tax base, everything you're, you're talking about. It was on the water. They really liked it. So they bought the house. Well, we are now 12 years after that. They sold the house about four years ago. It was difficult selling it because they had not spent time down there to make friends. They had no friends. Mm -hmm. Their kids didn't want to go to Delaware to see them. They're up here in New Jersey. And they finally said, why are we doing this? We don't have friends. We don't really get out and get down there. And the kids aren't coming. So they, they sold the house and they're staying in Jersey. It's Jeremy Kyle here. And I know you're listening to the Retirement Reveal podcast because you want to learn more about making great retirement decisions. I've created a free video course for you to do just that. Head over to 5stepretirementplan.com and sign up to receive this video training right in your email inbox. We broke down our 5-step retirement plan into bite-sized videos so you can get started on the retirement, investment, and tax planning you need to create a consistent retirement income. Go to 5stepretirementplan.com, use the number or spell it out, you'll get there either way. 5stepretirementplan.com. Thanks for listening, and now for the rest of the show. Yeah. And that's, that's what they found out worked out better for them. Yeah. Uh, what I've seen a lot of times, I have not seen too many people kind of try it out, right? I, I go to Florida right. roughly every year, 
but I also go the last week of March with spring break. It's 20 degrees in Wisconsin. It's 80 degrees in Florida. It's like the dream vacation, but that's exactly <laughs> what it is. It's a one week vacation. It's completely different than living there and you know, maybe dealing with whatever traffic differences there might be or whatever humidity and heat differences there might be in the summer. Uh, we've got clients that moved to Nevada, to Las Vegas. They're loving it. So I'm glad that they did. But at the same time, uh, they were telling me something about uh, 40 days in a row where the temperature did not drop below 100 for the high. It's yeah. not right for everybody. So I like the idea. I encourage a lot of people just go ahead and live there for a month, right? If you if you go on vacation in February for a week, that's completely different than if you go for the entire month of February. And then maybe maybe try it out for a week in the summertime, especially if you're moving yeah. south, right? It's it's worth the investment. It's worth the two or three thousand, four or five thousand, whatever it comes to, uh, to go find a place. And you can do that pretty easily now. And you know, VRBO, Airbnb. Right. There's lots of places where you can go and rent a place for one month. You know, if you make a mistake and you lived in a place for three grand for one month, that's an easy mistake to recover from, right? You you go ahead and sell your house and there's realtor commissions and you buy your house and there's realtor commissions and you you, you, you might pay three grand just to move, right? Uh, the, the moving trucks. I think it's worthwhile just to try it out first to go with um, maybe a little bit of moderation is maybe the way to, to start out with it. And I there. think you've got a good idea there. Go in February, say, and then you go in the summer as well. Because when you go in one month, that's not going to tell you what the rest of the year is like. Yeah, you got it. Well, we, we've got these articles. We've got the, uh, I, I tell you, Kiplinger's goes right out there and says, don't don't do it. I don't know if that's a, well, mm. they say don't do it just to reduce your taxes, right? That's that's exactly it. There's got to be other reasons and you've got to consider it. And I just think when you make comparisons kind of before and after, you know, what if I live in this state or that state? What if I live in, uh, what if I'm retired, not retired? You might be surprised at how small of a difference the numbers might be. You might be surprised how big of a difference. I've got a, a client that uh, makes a, a good income and and they wanted to move from the upper Midwest down to Arizona. So they, they got a, a place for the winter and they were enjoying it. They said, we'll probably make it our permanent home in, in five years. We'll retire in five years and make it our permanent home. Well, I ran the taxes from the upper Midwest state to Arizona. And it was something like $50,000 of state income tax difference. I said, all right, I know you like your your job, but can you do that remote? And it, it turned out that they were able to do it. And oh, so they, wow. they, they worked it out with their employer. They are doing well enough that they said, hey, can we come down here remote and, and work from here for enough time that it's our permanent residence? And and, and it worked out for them. So it's, it's interesting how you, you've really got to just run the numbers. You might be surprised in one direction or not. Go ahead and try it out. I think we're, we're preaching planning in moderation. I don't know if that's... Uh, you know, that's, that's the most exciting tagline, but planning moderation, I think is today's tagline on, on whether you should move to a different state to lower your retirement taxes. But now, Jeremy, what would you do? Where, if you could move, if it were in your, you know, your, your purview to do this, where would you want to go? Well, that's an interesting thing. I, I, um, it's tough to say, what would I do right now? Cause I've got kids in school yeah. and I don't want to move my kids out of uh, their school and their, their friends. And so that's a, that's what I think here's a, I suppose we haven't talked about this where it seems like the answer to where you want to live when you hit retirement is wherever your grandkids are. I think that's oh, yeah. what I found. Oh yeah. 
if you could live close to your grandkids, but far away from your own kids, I think that seems to be, <laughs> that seems to be the answer. I don't know if that's possible. Wait a minute. Anyway. Wait a minute. Yeah. The kids and the grandkids kind of go together. They usually go together. It <laughs> seems like that's the, uh, the, the, the ideal scenario. I don't know how that could, could happen, but I, I think that's the way I'm, I'm looking at it. Some people do say, I talked to somebody last week and he, uh, he lives in Minnesota. He said, I have seven more winters. As soon as the kids get out of high school, I'm out of here. I don't care where I go. I'm out of, I'm out of here. I'm moving south. But that's, uh, that's kind of two parts for him. One is uh, he wanted to make sure that his kids were in the same school system and that's just where they right. were. And uh, it sounded like maybe he had moved around a lot and having that stability was important uh, to him. Uh, but he's saving up and he'll have the opportunity and, and hopefully the, you know, the means by then to, to move somewhere south and then come back and visit the kids or grandkids. Uh, Seven winters. That's a long time. That's a long time for a countdown. So I think I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm taking my approach is I'll just see where my life in the world, the world takes me. But, uh, if, if there's one thing I've observed about helping people retire is a lot of the decisions around retirement and especially around where you, you live have to do with where are those grandkids. So I, yes. I've got some time before we get to the grandkids stage, but, um, I've got a feeling wherever the grandkids are might be, uh, might be where I end up. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, I've got grandkids in New Jersey, grandkids in Florida, and grandkids in Washington, D.C., and right now I'm staying in Jersey. There you go. Well, and yeah, you can but just kind of move I'm south, near an airport. depending on how uh, how late it is in the in the winter. Oh, true. That's true. I didn't think of that. Oh, yeah, that's just, why you're a planner. That is why you're a planner. That's it. You can do, uh, you know, d December in D.C., and you can do February in, in Florida, and then and kind of <laughs> just make your way back up again. I yep. love it. I love it. Now I just have to tell them. That's right. Yep. As long as they get an extra, extra room for you. Awesome. Well, thanks for talking it through. And, and we, that's what we wanted to do today is just not give you an exact answer. Cause I don't think there is an exact answer other than what we said, planning in moderation, plan it out, try it out before you make these commitments to moving. And especially don't do it just for the, the taxes. You got to keep an eye on that. Thanks Patrice for uh, talking it through with us. You're, you're a little bit closer to that uh, time frame that I am, and it, it was uh, helpful to have that perspective. Well, now I've got my my life planned out for me. You just did it. You know, summers in Jersey, although maybe that's not so great, and then DC in December, and down to Florida for the winter. I'll there talk you go. To you. We can You're do this remotely too. It's worth a twenty five minute conversation. Awesome. Well, thank you, Patrice, and thank you for listening to the Retirement Revealed podcast. We believe if you know more about your money, you will feel better about your money, and you will make better money decisions. This was another great episode of the Retirement Revealed podcast. Click on the subscribe button below to automatically get our latest episodes. If you liked our show and want even more, please give us a rating and a review at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would love to hear from you. Please go to retirement-revealed.com to learn more and send us your questions and feedback. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Kyle Financial Partners, Thrivent, or its affiliates. The guests are not affiliated with or endorsed by Thrivent Advisor Network. Kyle Financial Partners does not provide legal accounting or tax advice. Consult your attorney or tax professional. Representatives have general knowledge of the Social Security tenants. For details on your situation, contact the Social Security Administration. Kyle Financial Partners is part of the Thrivent Advisor Network, a registered investment advisor. 
The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investment advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have with your investment planning. Advisory persons of Thriven provide advisory services under a doing business as name or may have their own legal business entities. However, advisory services are engaged exclusively through Thrivent Advisor Network LLC, a registered investment advisor. Kyle Financial Partners and Thrivent Advisor Network LLC are not affiliated companies. Information in this message is for the intended recipients only. Please visit our website, www.kylefp.com, for important disclosures.